Like I got caught up the other day where God was just like, "Yo, stop watching sermons." Like for real. Like I know that seems like stop watching sermons, but there's a point that you can get to where you have a question and your first thing is, "Okay, what is uh, what does such and such say about this?" And yeah. it's like, God, I know God probably be sitting there like. But what did I say about this, right? Yeah. What does my word say, right? I'm the teacher of all things. Um, and so don't. Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ-centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. Welcome to another episode of a Christian podcast with Kevin Wilson. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. Who am I with today? I'm Nellie. Che. All right. So first off. I want to shout out the online family. People um, have been watching literally from all over the world. So I want to shout out McKenna underscore creativity in Dallas, Texas. Y'all clap it up. And I want to shout out Benjamin COG5655 from Melbourne, Australia. Clap it up. Clap it up. Hey, online family. If you're watching this, let us know where you are watching from. Also, if you like to get any of the Can I Pray For You t-shirts, we have t-shirts, we have hoodies, we have all of that. You can get that on the link that's in the description. So, as always, before the episode starts, I have a question of the day that seems to get more and more ridiculous. Uh, this one, I'm going to keep it kind of chill, but it, it could start some fights. Um, grits. <laughs> they said, oh, this one. <laughs> Grits. Does sugar go on yes. grits? No. Yes, immediately yes. Absolutely so not. Y'all are Absolutely crazy. not. Yeah. It does, right? Okay, it's okay. So Let's do this. <clears throat> sugar on grits. Okay. Now no now y'all put your hands down. No Please sugar on grits. Prayer. Okay. Now keep those hands up, keep those hands up. Put keep your hands up if you've also tried it before. Huh? Judgment. The Lord All right. doesn't like it. Okay, y'all tried it. I I respect y'all, but it'd be a lot of people I talk to, and they'd be like, "No, nah, sugar does not belong on grits." You be like, "Did you try it?" No, I would never try it. Like, you gotta try it. I think it could. I don't mind it. I could do. I could do the salt and pepper, a little butter. You know what I'm saying, or I could do the sugar. It don't matter to me. You said sugar. Sugar. Somebody now, do you cheese. do salt and pepper too? I cheese, put. cheeses, but you can't do cheese with the sugar. That's a criminal offense. <laughs> no, that's a little. <laughs> you wild. should be jailed. <laughs> I do sugar and salt and pepper. Oh, no, I haven't it's good, done that. Sweet and savory. I, I usually either do one or the other. But hey, get it how you live, Che. We have freedom in Christ, so you can do whatever it is that you. <laughs> he said we should not Follow be doing conviction. such things. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Um, Wait, what y'all say out there? Let me make sure. I, I saw some hands, but are we m- mostly saying no? Mm. Where y'all from? Y'all from the South? Yeah. Do people, is is grits, are grits an American thing? But like, do people American. in other countries eat grits? Because I be, oh. You said, say again? Chicago, oh. Dang, so it ain't even a fully American thing. It's a, it's, it's a Southern thing. Well, sorry if you're online and you're watching and you're from another part of the world. What's a grit? What's a grit? What's a grit? Sorry to y'all, so, but we, we, we eat them down here. Um, with sugar. With sugar. Look. 
You better start a fight. <laughs> I told you you could start a fight. I just know who I need to see for prayer right. afterwards. <laughs> Lift your hand. <laughs> can I pray for you? Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Oh, All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Q&A episode. We are asking and answering questions here. Let's see. Let's see. Let me start off pretty simple. Um, let me go. What is your favorite book in the Bible? New Testament and Old Testament. We already know it. I know. <laughs> I was like, New Testament, we already know it. All right, I'm going to start with New Testament first because everybody knows my favorite book is Romans, specifically Romans chapter 12. I love it so much. Like, it's just so much, not only like theologically, but just about the body of Christ. And it also just speaks about like the end portion, like about love and how we're to like love one another and honor one another and stuff like that. I love it. And then um, Old Testament would be Exodus, I think. That'd be my favorite. What's the reason for Exodus? Oh, Exodus um, is long. And um, it just shows. Okay, so I used to long. think. <laughs> right? I just, I just literally just finished reading it it's last night. It's mad long. <laughs> like, long. So many chapters. Um, But I think it shows. Like, I used to think that I was like. Don't judge me, okay? I used to think I was better than the Israelites. Like, I would be talking about. The, how dare you, like, grumble against God and, like disobey like that that's why y'all didn't make it to the promised land right and then i'm sitting here reading and this thing is reading me like uh you're the exact same like just the disobedience and stuff like that you know um but also his grace and just like how god hears your prayers and stuff like that it was a really beautiful depiction for me just so many things um so yeah j cole old testament i'm gonna go proverbs still my answer They say we're one in the same, so hey, hey, <laughs> I'm man. just a light skinned version. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, nah, Proverbs, uh, Book of Wisdom, right? And so um, that's really one of the first books I read, like for myself. Um, and so, just some of the things that are in there, very practical. Um, so that's why I had to go there. New Testament, um, I feel like it changes; it varies based on the season, um, but. Uh, to give an answer for this, I'm going to say John. And, you know, I started out, I was playing earlier, but in the beginning it was the Word. And the Word was God. That that right there, yeah. I'm trying to tell you. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among Come us. Come on. My God. John is, John is, yeah. I think that that's my favorite gospel. Yeah. That's what everybody else, we're going to tell you about <laughs> what he the did. genealogy <laughs> first. <laughs> and then we go. <laughs> John said, no, nah, I ain't got time to play with you. Right. Let's get let's, in the beginning was the word. Let's get to, this theology. <laughs> let's get to it. Nah, that's real, bro. All right, so like Che, Old Testament, Proverbs. Proverbs to me is is probably the most practical book in the Bible. Like you read it and it's no it some stuff, but it's not really a whole lot of what does this mean? It'd be like, yo, do this, you're wise. Do this, you're foolish. <laughs> it tell you yeah. straight up. Um and I feel like God often not i feel like god often speaks to me through the book of proverbs where i get in a situation and i pray and a lot of times when you pray you expect to hear god's voice like tell you what to do sometimes it'll literally be like yo proverbs 11 i'll open up to proverbs 11 and it'll be literally sitting there exactly what i need and so um that book is that book is special to me and so uh new testament yeah look, they look good they already know the book of Acts, that's my favorite, specifically <laughs> chapter two. Um, Why chapter two, Kevin? Why Man. chapter two? Please explain. So you got, you know, got the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
Then you got Peter, you know what I'm saying, going off and, you know what I'm saying, going off on them, making sure, like, yo, y'all tripping. Then after that, he's like, but it's all right. Y'all going to repent, and then we're going to come to Christ. Um, and then it just really, 42, 42 to 47 is, like, where you really see how we're supposed to live today. Like, you see, okay, they ate together, they fellowship, they had, they enjoyed each other's company, they prayed. And so he's like, yo, this is the model for how we should live post Christ in the flesh, mm-hmm. right? And so the book of Acts in general is is an example for what we can do and what God can do through people that are submitted to him. And so it's got a special place in my heart. All right, let's get it. Let's see, let's see. Mm. Ah, there's so many questions. Okay, let's get into this. How to develop patience slash contentment in seasons of waiting. I was going to let y'all go first. (laughs) I think for me, um, I constantly have to, like, recalibrate my life to say, like, when I do feel discontentment or a lack of patience, like I have to constantly tell myself like, all right, why is this happening? Um, Like, why am I feeling this way? Like, am I trying to rush ahead of God? And where, where did this um, begin for me? Like, where did this take root? Like, where did this discontentment like come from? Like, was it something that I watched? Was it like comparison that crept in or whatever it is? Right. Um, And so I think like, yeah, I just like, pray um just against that and you know i talk to my community about it and i'm like hey like this is what i'm struggling with right now like this is what i'm discontent in i'm feeling unworthy in this or or unworthy of this or whatever it is um you know i I really like trust my community um aside from god of course like i trust my community with my feelings as well so they can give me truth um and you know just speak to that and then you know, I'm honest with God, you know, about that in my prayer time too. Like, all right, God, like you said this is going to happen or I'm believing for this. Like, why this, why hasn't this happened yet? And I ask him like, okay, what is this season? Like, um, what am I supposed to be getting out of this season? Um, and I think if we believe that we're waiting in vain or if we're, um, if we haven't like attained something specifically yet, um, yeah, we just have to remember that it's not, it's not in vain, you know? Um, and so, yeah. As you were speaking, I remember that we didn't pray before this, so I wanted to do that. But, like, even when that happened, I was like, part of the reason we get impatient is, like, we get impatient because we move without God. Mm. And so I'm going to pray real quick. Then we'll get. So, Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this episode, God. I pray for each and every person here, God. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, God. Um even us up here as we speak, God, I pray that you are still um, continuing to speak to us, Lord. I pray that people would experience your presence, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would be glor- glorified, God, and people would be edified, Lord. And I thank you that your presence is here at Freedom Park, God. We invite you in. We pray against any distractions. Um, and, Lord God, we just ask that your spirit would lead and guide us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a lack of prayer can lead to a, a lack of patience. Um, cause you, it's God that centers you, right? It's, it's God, um, that makes you 
he settles you, right? And so a lot of times when we do things without him, we don't have that patience. Like it's um it's just like a kid. Kids be ready to do whatever they trying to do. Let me go. And it's the dad or the mom that has to be like, yo, chill, bro. We're not doing this right now. A, a good parent, when appropriate, would explain why. Um, explanation is not always necessary, but I think explanation does help. Um, but that's what the Bible is. Right? So through prayer, your relationship with God, He will, there's times where he'll be able to slow you down and say, yo, chill. Here's the promise, right? I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, give you hope in the future. And then you can go to the word and remember, oh, this person was impatient. And this is what happened. God spoke to him. And then, and so you get to see, like, through the Bible, different examples of what do I do with this impatience? Um, and so remembering what he said in that season. So the question was? The question was how to... I don't even know how I answered it. How to develop patience slash contentment in seasons of waiting. How to develop patience. I think it's a process, right? Even in in the question is uh, the answer. Uh, patience is a process and it's something that uh, is practiced through, as you said, reading the word and, and understanding the character of God. I think and I've done this on here before but a lot of times if i can use your bible as an example a lot of times when we read the read the word we read accounts of what happened and, and so it's easy for us to say oh joseph is in prison and now he's out of prison when i turn the page and sometimes we think that our life is going to be like that that i just wake up the next day or uh, the next week or, or put we put a time stamp on god we put uh, these limitations on how quickly or how fast God should move and we start to expect that but then that puts us in the position of God and so just uh, realizing that sometimes when we turn that page how many years have taken place since this happened yeah. right uh, David's anointed king in one season but his appointing doesn't come for several years later right um, and so it's important to keep that perspective in. And that's why context is so important when we read the word as well to know that there sometimes there are years between what we see in pages. What I read in 20 minutes nah, is is 40 years. Um, and so that's a fact. Putting that on my experience, it's, it's also centering myself back to saying, God, you are in control. You are sovereign. You know what's best for me in this in this moment, in this season, and what I'm currently experiencing. Yes, I want it to happen uh, right now. It's it's my blessing, and I want it now. Type <laughs> type deal, right? I want it now. <laughs> but uh, getting to that place where it's like God, you're in control. I know that what you're working in me is producing something greater, and maybe I can't see everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't understand why this is happening or why this is occurring but lord i know i because i trust you i'm submitting to you that's good that's good and i think too like um just with the fruit of the spirit like we look at the fruit of the spirit in galatians 5 and patience is a fruit of the spirit and fruit has to be cultivated in us and so we have to know and trust that god um wants us to develop and so he places us in situations he allows situations to happen etc in order for that fruit to be cultivated and there's no way that you can develop patience in you um 
unless you go through uh, things where that's tested, you know? Um, and so, yeah, like just trusting that process, like trusting that if I'm, if I'm having to be patient, if I have to wait, like knowing that that's working for your good, um, is good. And then also I want to say too, like, um, when you, when you're stuck in your own head, you know, like thinking, like ruminating on the, like the process that you're in or like ruminating on like the, the discontentment or whatever it is, like you're stuck in your own ways, like your thoughts and everything like that, like your, your filter is going to be off. Right. So the lens that you're viewing the situation is always going to be like, you know, a faulty one. But when you go through that discontentment with the Lord, he can process you the right way. When you are looking in the word for those areas where um, you see the stories, all of the accounts where people have, moved you know out of god's will you know based on lack of patience and um, <laughs> and you know you see like all right let me not like keep walking within my flesh you know let me walk by the spirit instead because you don't want to go through the same thing that they went through you know that's good that leaf had beef with you <laughs> guess so um yeah and got then, patience right got <laughs> patience so let's test it um i that's great yo i think one other thing i, I just to add some scripture is like um, when it comes specifically to be content, um, Paul is thanking the Philippians. Is Philippians four? He's like, "Yo, I appreciate y'all gifts." He's like, "But I'm not thanking y'all because I needed it." He's like, "I've learned how to be content in whatever situation." So, mm-hmm. even in that, it's like a process of being taught by God. And so you you go to a situation and it's like I'm impatient. Then you go to God and say, Lord, what's the cause of my impatience? And then he'll show you. And then you go back and then it's like, okay, let me develop more. And then another thing happens, you're like, I'm impatient again. You go back to God and he's like, here's where you, here's where your impatience is is coming from. Um, And so it's a process, like Chase said, um, that you have to learn. And so it's not always just, oh, I'm patient today. Yeah, because I, just to kind of add on to that a little bit. Uh, I think certain situations will test your patience, right? It's not a, oh, I mastered patience <laughs> because yeah. I, I've overcome these things. Yeah. Or it's always something, there's always another another journey and another piece that will that will push on or press on your patience, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, just allowing those situations to, to kind of help. Yes, sir. And yeah, y'all continue to ask these questions. If for whatever reason any of the QR codes are not working, if y'all follow Christian Podcast on Instagram, it's also in the bio. So um, the link in bio, so you can also ask the questions on there. See any questions you want to ask or answer? Eee, I see what. Go ahead. Right. I haven't looked at all of them. Is it wrong slash bad slash questionable for Christians to Christianize things like Halloween, i.e. trunk or treat or harvest fest? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's get to it. (laughs) Um, All right. So if you don't know, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, but if not, I recently made a post where I was like, yo, should Christians celebrate Halloween? My standpoint is no. I feel like it's a holiday full of um evil things right you have literally people dressed as demons ghosts all this stuff right and i think if you're really sitting down with it you i don't think anybody would sit next to jesus and be like yo let's participate in halloween um but 
that's just context, right, to where I'm going. Is it bad for people to Christianize Halloween? Um, the first thing I think of is, is I think of the heart posture, right? Um, and I think um, Paul said everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial, right? And so the heart of that is, yo, we don't want our kids to participate in Halloween. Let's give an alternative, right? Let's have a place and an environment where kids can come, have fun, get candy, da-da-da. Um, I, think, I think that's okay. I think sometimes where they draw the line is where you do the exact same thing that they do going trick-or-treating, and then you do it at a different place, right? And so I feel like it's still practicing the same stuff you just put it in a different you just put it in the church um so yeah thoughts? i think like the like costumes especially um you know just like the costumes that you see like they're gory and you know scary and bloody and all of these things and representing like dead things and stuff like that and god has got a life you know um and i think like when it comes to like i think co- costumes are compromising too just because again you look like you look like you know the world you look like evil you know and even if it's a it's a princess costume like we can dress up any other day like you know <laughs> like you can put your princess costume on any other day like but you know i think that you know what light does fellowship or yeah what light does what fellowship does light have with darkness yeah that scripture like comes to mind for me like um it just looks like you're partnering with the world instead of remaining set apart um and i think like we have to be okay with like saying it's okay for me not to participate in things that don't look like the god that i serve you know it's one day it's real no that's real i think and i think the real the only reason i posted all that I could care less about Halloween. It's really the issue we're really getting at is, is it okay for Christians to participate in things of the world, right? And, of course, obviously we live in the world, so there's certain things that we can't go without doing, right? You got to go to work. You got to do this. You can't control what happens everywhere you go. Um, But the real issue, the real heart of that question is how much are you willing to do what the world does, right? And so um, somebody said in the comments, like, yo, y'all always do this every year where y'all post what not to do, but nobody posts, like, what to do. And, um, you know, even though they listed things that you could do, which I think was dope. Like, you know, you could pray on that day. Um, you could have some friends over, like, yo, let, let's pray. Let's um, let's go out and evangelize. Let's spread the gospel on, on, on today. Um, and so there's a lot of different things that you could do. Let's have a worship night, whatever the case is. Um, that you can do to glorify God on that day. Cause I think the other, the other side of Halloween is we see, you know, you see candy costumes, innocent, right. At face value. Um, but Halloween is like the Super Bowl of Satanism, yeah. right? Like that's yes. where you have, people that used to i got watched videos of people that um used to be worship satan and they say yo on halloween that's when we get down like that's the day we pray we 
pray against Christians. We pray against all, salvation and all of this stuff. And so it's much more than just um, the innocence of, how you know, kids, candy, all that stuff. So And they be looking at us like we silly. Like, y'all Christians really out here celebrating Halloween. Like, they look at us like we're crazy. Like, we got them. Exactly. <laughs> we got them. Like, falling into the trap. Yeah, so. Chay, you was about to say something? No, I think what... what what it also exposes in, in what you what you were saying is um, something I've kind of been pondering on a little bit, um, but it's just how how sometimes we in making the the transition to living for God, living for Christ, right? Uh, I think because we're exposed to the world so much like you said you started listing things like have a worship night have have prayer and i can hear some people like well that don't sound fun to me that doesn't sound cool to me or, or whatever the case may be um and i think it's just like a heart posture um that takes being in environments like podcast in the park to see like-minded believers to see people your age to see um those worshiping um God for real, right? Outside of, you know, some of the performative Christianity, if you will, outside of the antics, outside of certain things, but a pure encounter with God is what, you know, I think a generation is longing for to where when I have a, like, why wouldn't I want to experience the power and the presence of God? Why, why that should sound, that should be more enticing to me than something else. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think that's a heart posture. That's a heart transformation that has to take place as well. Right. To, it's not even, it's not just Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's the club scene. It's, Mm -hmm. it's this, it's that insert, whatever it is here that the world enjoys that we have to be, uh, as the body of Christ, as uh, believers, we have to make living. We have to not that we're trying to impress or perform for anyone, right. but we, it's also saying, hey, living for God is is an enjoyable experience. It's not just church on Sunday and, yeah. and you know, uptight clothes and, and all the, these yeah. different things, but making that experience something that that would appeal to someone that's like, well, you telling me not to go to this, but you ain't What's the alternative. <laughs> You don't have anything for me. Yeah, that's real, man. That's why I like podcasting apart. You know, it's it's um, podcasting apart is podcasting apart, but it's also a formula for what to do. Nothing stopping anybody from saying, "Yo, let's get up and meet." What do we do? We we meet. We we gather with other believers. We have fun. We talk. We talk about God, and then we have prayer and worship. You can do that with your friends on any day um, and say, yo, pull up to the crib. Let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's watch a game. Let's like it don't have to be, um, you know, this big thing where it's like this big production. It's just yeah. it's a template. Um, so I think that's good stuff. Got one. You got one. Yeah. Um, what is your advice on leaning off of secular music? Do you have a Christian rap playlist you can share? Uh, so I think that, Kevin, if you want to speak to the players yeah. that you have. Um, yeah, definitely. I have a series. I need to make some more. I got a whole bunch of them. I just haven't released them. They're just sitting in my phone. Um, I have a series of playlists called This is Christian Music with a question mark at the end. Because when you hear it, you be like, this don't sound like this don't sound like Christian music. Um, but it's got rap, R&B, a little bit of lo-fi. Like, it's got a whole bunch of stuff in there that 
doesn't sound like corny Christian rap. Because I don't know about y'all, when we first started Christian, not when Christian rap first started, but when I was growing up and when I first got saved, Christian rap was cool, you know what I'm saying? Lecrae was the dude, right? I feel like he still is, like, one of the pioneers in Christian mm-hmm. hip-hop. Um, but outside of him, I was like, bro, everything sounds the same. Exactly. And then it got to a point where I was like, Christian Christian rap is whack. Um, but I feel like, especially in the last few years, yeah. they've been putting, like, right, it's, it sounds like, it really sounds like... Music that glorifies God that you don't feel like I'm compromising on good music. I'm not compromising on music that sounds dope or that I could pull up to, you know what I'm saying, when, at the function. And if nobody really, if nobody <laughs> listening to the words, they think, like, what you what you listening to, bro? I thought you were saved. Like, this is Christian music. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, um, like, there was actually this one time, like, after church, I was going out to eat with my family, and I was bumping something, and it was really loud, and uh, my uncle was like, I thought you just came from church. What you listening to? And I'm like, listen music. to the lyrics, right. calm down, and I'm going to put you on this music, too. But, um, yeah, I think some just advice would be, so I remember uh, when I first got saved, like, um, you know, I'm trying to, like, one of the areas that I was struggling with was lust. And so, like, I'm trying to walk in purity, and I'm, like, I also saw the scripture um, in Proverbs that talks about, like, guarding guarding your heart above all, above all else, because out of it flows the issues of life. Um, and so I realized, like, okay, if I want purity in my life, then I need to make sure that what's going in and going out is pure. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what am I feeding on? Um, what, is, what am I listening to? What am I watching? You know, who am I around, et cetera, et cetera. And so one of the areas that the Lord showed me was music. And, you know, he showed me that I am, you know, like reading the word of God. Mm. And then I'm going, you know, if I'm going to hang out with my friends or turning up, (laughs) um, you know what I'm saying? I'm going here. We, you know, getting hype, you know, I'm getting ready for, you know, to go out or whatever. I'm getting ready. I'm turning on, you know, music that gets me hype, (laughs) but it wasn't pure music. So I'd get myself right out of that same mindset that I was just in. And so um, I began to like, just sit and just listen to the music that I was listening to, listening to the, like reading the lyrics, like, hold on, if I'm praying against less, but I'm listening to lustful music, you know, that's how can uh, fresh water and salt water come out of the same spring, the word says, you know? Um, And so I have to choose one, you know? And so, yeah, I did a fast. Um, I was like, all right, Laura, like I'm a fast from secular music for one week. And I did. And then I went back after that one week to listening to them love song. And it was like, it was nothing, you know, like crazy. Um, but I, I listened to, I put on a love song, you know, and literally like all them feelings came rushing back. And I was like, oh my God. And I turned it right off <laughs> and went right back to the worship music. But I realized like, wow, this affects my spirit. Like, you know, even if I'm not, if I just like the beat or whatever, like it's still, it affects you. And so um, I would just advise, like, just take inventory of what you're listening to. I don't believe that every single song that says secular or has the name secular means that you shouldn't be listening to it or that it's not godly. I think it does matter, the content of the music um, and also just the spirit behind it, like, what's your motive behind making it? Like, I think that's, I think it, it's worth it to like take a look into that. But um, yeah, I don't think that like, I think the message is just really, really important. Um, and so, yeah, I would just advise on taking 
take an inventory of what you're listening to. Facts. He said, I ain't going to add Y'all got it. that testimony. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's different. Like, some people say, yo, cold turkey, like, I'm not doing it no more. I didn't have that experience. I had, like, I had where I, I actually tried to stop listening to it for a while. But then I was like, I kept going back to it. And then eventually I had where I just really started to press into God's presence. And it was like naturally, mm. like I don't even think I realized that I stopped listening to it. It wasn't until like my brother was putting me on some music. I'm like, bro, I feel old. Like, I don't know. He's like, you know this? Nah, you know this? No, bro. Like, I don't know none of these people. Um, and I'm like, dang, I'm looking through my thing. And I remember, you know, um, at the end of the year, when Apple or Spotify always does that, like who you listen to. My joint used to always be secular, secular, secular. I remember the first year it was all Christian. I was like, who am I? <laughs> I was like, what's, I'm safe for real. What's going on? I was like, everybody, everybody it was all Christian artists, like Maverick City. I was like, what's, what's going on? Um, but it, as you, um, as you press to God into God's presence, as you get closer to Him, as you begin to enjoy spending time with him um and then even understanding the word it says do not quench the holy spirit ask yourself yo would you do would you listen to what you're listening to if if god was literally with the, with you right there and the reality of it is he he is right by the spirit he is with you in you um and so um listening to certain music watching certain movies tv shows listening to ratchet stuff on your uh, on instagram or whatever that quenches the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and so um he'll never leave you nor forsake you but there's a measure of his presence that you won't get if you are constantly feeding yourself with things of the world so and i'll say too like with um like i i love that this person asked like do you have a playlist like a christian rap playlist that i can listen to like ask god for wisdom and he'll give it to you like um you know and it's that's in any area like tv shows movies friendships places to hang out and stuff like that like there are alternatives like but you also have to do the part like don't just be like all right lord send me a new playlist and then turn on the same thing you was listening to like you also gotta faith without works is dead you know like do your part but ask god for wisdom and he'll give it to you it's real so yeah this is christian music playlist in the uh, link in the description so check that out you know it's like eight different playlists it gotta be something you like in there mm-hmm. um so let's see let's see che I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw this one to you first do you think that you would have become a christian if you didn't grow up in a christian household that's a tough one um and i think about that often not just for myself but also in terms of evangelism right like some people like it's the grace of god that i think you were talking about it earlier uh, that you grew up in a christian household like sometimes we take that for granted or that even now that i've come into the knowledge of christ um i think it's kind of tricky to answer that because there's a lot of different variables that play into that right uh in terms of your experiences that shape uh your how you come to christ there's a lot of different variables that play into it so i can't give a definitive answer i think it would have been uh, i think it is challenging for those who who don't um because it's like if you've 
grown up in church, right, which was the case for me, then there are still some things that you have to figure out on your own. Um, and not having that experience, like it, those experiences shaped me in, in certain ways, in certain aspects, where there are ways that I drifted away and, and things of that nature. Yes, of course. Um, but I think, uh, I think God is sovereign enough to, to put people in your path to lead in that no one will have a, a opportunity to or, or can say that they didn't have an opportunity to come into the knowledge of Christ. Right. And so um, I think it's I think God's sovereignty plays a factor in in how you would respond to that. Right. And so that's just not my experience. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to, to kind of speak to that. That's real, right? Yeah, I um I actually thought about this the other day. Like that's crazy. I thought about this the other day and I really I don't know, like but I also know that like so the way that I like fully gave my life to the Lord, um my now I see it was the Lord like making my ears sensitive to it, but like I kept hearing people say, God said this, God said that, God said this, God said that. I'm like, all right, God, if you speak in. <laughs> Why are you saying that to me? Right. Like, how do I hear your voice? You know, and it just went from there. Um, and I just realized, like, the way that I was supposed to have a relationship with God. And so, um, yeah, but I also know a ton of people who, you know, like, there's so many people who have not, what didn't grow up in Christ. And sometimes I think that, like, I've seen the benefits um, as well, I've seen the pros and cons of both, like growing up in church, because there's some there are a lot of things that I had to unlearn. There are a lot of things that I didn't even have context for that I was in the environment, but someone didn't disciple me. Like they didn't pull me aside and said, hey, like, you know, this is why we're saying this every Sunday. This is why we're reading our yeah. word. This is what the importance of reading your word is like. I didn't I didn't have that. And so um, I think there's work to do on both sides. But God knows what you need. And I think that's the most important. Like he knows exactly how to reach you. Um, and you have free will, you know, and so you decide whether or not you're going to take heed to that or not. But, you know, the word says that he wishes no man would perish and that he's not slow to, um, you know, bringing them to Christ, you know, um, the way that we think that he's slow, you know. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, um, he knows how to reach you. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things like, I, I don't think you nobody will ever be able to know that answer. Right. If you grew up in a Christian household, da da da. All right vice versa if you didn't um just like you said god knows everyone and god knows what it takes in order for them to be saved right um many are called few are chosen and so it's like part of him choosing you could have been your household because he might know if kevin didn't grow up in a household he might not have come to me right we all like we like to say yeah of course i would give my life to christ if i didn't grow up in a household like that sounds good but god might be like this if you didn't you might not um and vice versa there's people that if they grew up in a, a christian household they would have actually turned away yeah and so for some people th some people think like oh i didn't grow up in a christian household so i'm behind or like mm -hmm. i'm i'm at a disadvantage but for some people that's actually working to their advantage yeah. Yeah, that's true. um to where you didn't see that you didn't see anything that might be um a, a hypocrisy right you didn't see anything that might make you turn away from the faith and so that might in itself be god's blessing in him calling you 
through not being in that. Yeah. So don't um don't overlook God's sovereignty and the fact that he knows we use words like sovereignty, the fact that he is in control of everything. Um yeah. Yeah, cuz I know so many people that have walked away from the faith because they grew up in a Christian household. Yeah. And some of the things that they were exposed to in some of the situations and things like why do, like there are certain things that you probably ask yourself like why do we do this in church? <laughs> I don't see it here. Why do we do these things, right? And that goes down a whole nother street. But um so there are certain things like that that like I said, so the, each individual experience kind of shapes how you see the word. And I think, that, like, for one example, uh, I know a lot of uh, people who grew up in the Muslim faith, their devotion when they convert to Christianity, their devotion is on a whole nother level, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and the same for, for people who didn't grow up in a Christian household. Their reverence for God is is different than someone that grew up in church. Because it's like Too familiar, what, yeah. Well, I, I know I go to church on Sunday and, and things like that. I, I know to pray, but for them, it's like, no, like, do you understand how good God is? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's yeah. a different level of reverence there. So, um, as That's you good. said, it's the unique experiences. Yeah. I, ah, man, I was talking to my barber the other day, and he said the same thing on the, um, the Clippers and Christianity episode. So, if you are online, feel free to check that episode out. But he was just talking about, like, you know, Growing up in church and seeing, you know, people in the church preach this, live this. Um, say you should do this, they do this. And so I imagine that that's a tool that the devil uses to get people that were in the environment that seemingly should be perfect for getting saved and just snatching the seeds away um, and making sure that the ground is not. So I, I say that to say... Um, this kind of get to another thing, but like even when it comes down to hypocrisy and people being hypocritical and saying one thing and doing the other, don't let bad experiences or even bad people let's be um shape your whole outlook. Excuse me, on the whole religion, mm-hmm. right? Everywhere you go, there's gonna be some people that are um, hypocritical. Right. And so if I meet some people that are hypocritical and say uh, Christianity is a bad religion or if, even if to a different religion, like if I meet some Muslims that are hypocritical, oh, Muslim, none of y'all are real. Like, nah, let, let's let's not look at the bad apples and say, yo, this is the whole batch. Um, but let's, you know, test it for ourselves. Let's try God. Let's read the scriptures and say, yo, is this real um, based on our own experiences. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Y'all keep throwing the questions in there. Anybody got a question they want to ask um, live? All right, we got one. Can we, let's get, can I get a runner? Anybody, it don't matter who. Um, just somebody that passed the mic around. Why would they do that, though? I'm going to ask one more question or answer one more question. Um... How important is is it allowing the Lord, the will of the Lord to make decisions in your life? Let me ask that again. Question, how important is it allowing the will of the Lord to make decisions in your life? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's very important. One, let's start there. So that's the answer. Um, and I think to know the function of the Holy Spirit, He's the one that leads and guides to all truth, right? And so just as you said with pausing to pray, right, and in our impatience sometimes going, it kind of connects even there. Um, but it's it's really about pausing to to acknowledge God as Lord, Christ as Lord, right? I think we, we understand a lot of times Christ as Savior. He saved me. Yeah. I'm saved through that, saved through believing in Christ. But Christ as Lord is also saying, Lord, what do you have for me to do, right? What is it that you want to do through my life, right? What is the will that you have for my life? Um, and so when you have that reverence for God, that reverential fear, um, just saying I, I honor God as as such, Christ as Lord and Savior, that I recognize that every decision is a ministry decision, right? Is a ministering decision, ministering as in uh, the grace to do as a representation of Christ, right? So every single decision flows from that. Why, why would I, as a believer, want to make a decision outside of God's will? That's a question that we have to ask ourselves, right? And, and when we um, lack that patience of maybe there are, you may say, well, <laughs> Lord, I didn't know, I, didn't, I had to make a quick decision, right? But in that moment, it's about acknowledging uh, there are several times where I think Nehemiah is one where the king uh, asked him the question before he, he goes to rebuild the temple. It says he paused and he prayed in that moment yeah. and then he responded. Yeah. And so to kind of demystify prayer a little bit, it's not always going into the secret place, going into your private prayer closet and, um, you know, closing your eyes and bowing your head and all that. In that moment, I could, Kevin's probably praying right now, like, Lord, send me the question that you want us to answer, right? And so it's it's about having that acknowledgement of it in every single decision. Uh, what career do you have for me? Where where should I go? Do, do I go to the store at this time? Like, it is that deep a lot of times because yeah. if he leads and guides to all truth, Lord, you'll lead me to the parking spot. Mm -hmm. Lord, you'll lead me to the to the aisle that this is on, right? Mm -hmm. You'll lead me to my keys. <laughs> all those decisions. Yeah. And, and I think when you have that reverential, uh, when you honor God as sovereign and, and knowing uh, that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide to all truth, it makes those things e easier. Mm. And it doesn't always, like, his will doesn't always sound like a big voice. So his will is sometimes very small and it sounds like your own thought. Like yesterday I came out here, I just wanted to pray. Um, and so my plan was literally to walk up here, sit on that bench and just pray and then leave, right? But I walked up and I felt like God just said, keep going. And to, in real time, what it, looked, what it sounded like to me was I'm walking, keep going. Like that's it. And one no. Kevin Wilson, you need to <laughs> you need to keep going. It literally just sound like keep going. So I'm like, all right, I know what I wanted to do. I know what I came here to do, but I'm like, I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I just kept walking. Um, saw this man and his son, and he saw my shirt, and I just ended up praying for him. And so nothing super big or crazy, but it's something small to where it's just obedience, right? And it's, it's, it's following his will and saying, okay, Many are the plans of a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And so um, and even in a small moment that might not seem super consequential, um, who knows? 
who knows what that prayer means um and it don't even have to be a big thing it could just be a slight encouragement to him um because sometimes we think our obedience needs to result in extravagant fruit right right? that looks super dope to display and tell the world but sometimes it's just like nah you just you just did what he told you to do Mm -hmm. um uh, go ahead because i yeah i'm about to go somewhere else with it i think um too like if we if we know that like the lord like he has a plan for our life right like that's what the word says right um it also talks about um you know the fact that he created along with creating us at the same time he created the works that he has for us to do um if we have this command in proverbs that also says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding you know um in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths like if he's telling us not to rely on our own understanding, mm-hmm. then a sovereign God is going to, we would be able to trust him as our sovereign God to know that he already has everything laid out for us and he has the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he created us, right? And so I think also um, it's a lot of pressure just to, just not being spirit, like super spiritual for a second. Like, you know, it's not, that's a lot of pressure taken off me not to have to figure everything out. Like think about the things that we manage on our own. Like, you know what I mean? Like on this earth right now, like if I don't have to like figure out like who I'm going to marry, how many kids am I going to have? Or like which job I'm going to take or blah, 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 blah. Like which church should I go to, et cetera, et cetera. Like I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, like, um, but I also see how, like, Proverbs 16, it says, to to man belong the plans of the heart. This is verse one. Uh, to man belong the plans of the heart. But from, from the Lord comes a reply of the tongue. All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. The, the Lord works out everything for his own ends, even the wicked, for a day of, dis, for a day of disaster. Like, and then it goes on. But, like. He's got all of this figured out, like all of it figured out. And so it would even just looking at it from a beneficial like perspective, like Mm -hmm. it would be beneficial for us to look to him for the answer, to look to him for guidance. Um, He can see down the street and around the corner. You can't. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. It's um, we'd be pretty arrogant, like as a as a people, right? people think about it even like even when we break it down the question is always like yo god's will god's will how to you know it's like how should we or how it's like there should be no separation between his will and our will yeah right and so oftentimes it's like my will is not god's will so how do i get there um but it's it's really like if we, if we tapped in, they should be the same. Yeah. Um. And, I, and so I feel like that's one of the things that as you grow deeper in your relationship with Christ, as you um, get to understand the voice of the Holy Spirit more, and you get to learn what His voice sounds like. His His thoughts, His desires become yours, right? And it's it's no longer okay let me do what satisfies my flesh let me do what satisfies me um because the spirit and the flesh are in opposition to each other right um says that what galatians 5 yes 
Yeah, it says the spirit and the flesh are in opposition so that you are to not do what you want to do. Um, but as we walk in the spirit, that's when we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm -hmm. And so um, as you do those things, practice prayer, um, practice your, I don't want to say practice prayer, practice your spiritual disciplines. You pray, you worship, you read the Bible. God's voice becomes more clear to you. Now, that's, I was going to ask a question because, um, but you, you answered it. I was just going to ask, how do people um, become familiar with the voice of God? So you answered it. Hey. You tapped in, bro. You was praying. It's the spirit, bro. <laughs> like, um, that actually goes in to this next question. Um, I think not loading, but I remember what it was. It was like, don't forget the live question. Uh, I got some questions on live. All right, we're going to get to the, oh, oh, yes. Yes. Um, let's do that. Yeah, we'll go back to that. Though. Can y'all hear me? Okay. I had a different question, but I think that I want to ask this one instead. So I know, especially with this generation, a lot of people claim to be spiritual. And when you get into asking them what that means to them, it's new age spirituality. So a lot of beliefs in like false idols or whatever they define it as. So how as Christians would you approach that conversation or define a spiritual, like simplify a spiritual relationship with God? That's a good question. That's good. I love that question. Um, that happens a lot, yo. Like, that happens a lot. Like, especially, like, New Age spirituality um, is increasing a lot, right? And it's replacing, for a lot of people, faith in Christ, to where it's faith in rocks, it's faith in uh, self. astronomy, self, right? Um, all that stuff, right? Uh, my first approach usually is to ask them what they actually believe. So, you know, you might say, okay, well, I'm spiritual. Okay, what does that mean? There's a lot of different spiritualities. What does being spiritual mean? Then they might start off with, okay, I do this, da-da-da, um, or I do, you know, whatever the case is. This, the first step is like, yo, what do you believe? Let's break that down. And then let's talk about how does that, how is that different from Christianity? How is it similar from Christianity? Because if we're being real, a lot of people, um, they recognize the power of God. They just use other ways to to go about See, getting his presence right mm -hmm. and so a lot of people will say well how can i do this if if i'm not tapped in spiritually and i'm like i'm not saying you're not tapped in spiritually it's just the wrong spirit because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the reality of it is um the bible talks about in several different places that there are other gods right and so i think sometimes that's a myth is like god is the only god that there is he's the only one true living god that's a fact um but there are other small g gods um the bible calls satan the god of this world and so um people can access his power right there's people that i've met out here that was like yo i can pray and talk to my ancestors and ask them questions blah 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 right which is called necromancy and so what you're doing is you're using a spiritual means to do something um that if we're being real, God could, God could do for you. And so a lot of times it's not that they have bad intentions or that they have, oh, I'm going to engage in demonic work. It's just like, yo, I want to answer. 
Um, and so it's a redirection to, yo, the Holy Spirit got whatever you need. He got whatever answer, question, he can answer that um, and redirect into that. I've seen a lot of people use spirituality, too, as, like, kind of an excuse, like, not to be submitted to to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Like, and that ain't the way. And then if you're, like, looking to self, like, a lot of people use this verbiage, like, um, you know, like, like, follow your heart or, like, what does your gut say? And, you know, I think it, it, it gets tricky with the wording. Um, but really, like, if, if, we're all, if we're all looking to ourselves or looking to what feels good for us to guide us in life, um, it doesn't, it, it, it leads you on the wrong path because if we all don't have one standard, then what's good to you, like, let's say, like, killing people is okay to you and that's what feels good in your heart. Like, you're infringing on somebody else's, you know, like you're like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't, if that, if I don't have that same standard, you know what I mean? Um, then it just doesn't work, you know? And so like, if we all have that same standard, which is the Lord, we actually work in communion. Like we work in unity, um, towards a common goal, you know? Um, and so, yeah, like if I just would question, you know, like those who, you know, claim spirituality but don't have like Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and then utilize, you know, his tools, which is the word, which is praying to him and, um, you know, the community aspect and stuff like that. Like if they don't have that, then like it's really you're at a loss, you know, like it's all over the place. That's good. Excuse me. So... It's many different ways to like tackle this mm-hmm. issue, um, but and y'all covered a lot of what could be said. But I think it's important, as uh, Kevin, I think you were you were kind of getting there um, to acknowledge, and Nelly, you kind of touched on it there at the end. But acknowledging uh, what truth is, um, because with a vast of different beliefs we're pointing to a truth your truth my truth mm-hmm. uh when jesus says i am the way the yeah. truth and the life right no one get comes to the father except through me john fourteen six, and so it's establishing uh the truth uh in, in terms of those conversations but i also want to free some people in terms of because it, it may be some some of your loved ones it may be some of your peers mm-hmm. Know when you're there to plant the seed, know when you're there to water the seed, but also understand that God gets the increase and allow uh, God to do his work in that. Um, it's about being, uh, and we, we kind of touched on it a little bit too, about you know the hypocritical things, because I think a lot of times what, when people are pointing to spirituality and, and spiritual beliefs, if you dig deeper, as you were kind of talking about, it may have stemmed from those experiences in church in uh, well or my impatience i i prayed and i didn't get the answer in the timing that i thought i should and this gave me a quick solution this gave me the answer this gave me the feeling that i was chasing mm-hmm. right but um and, and it's about really empathizing with people as well mm-hmm. uh to know where where they are coming from and where that experience comes from because um there are things you know, a lot of quote unquote church hurt 
leads people into these other things right and it's the experience with people and as kev said earlier not uh placing that experience on the on god itself god's character is different yeah. <laughs> i'm che is gonna hurt you at some point if i try to walk uprightly and again try <laughs> to walk up as right. uprightly as i can at some point i'm probably gonna let you down and that's the reality of it but i can't kev can't let uh che didn't come to podcast in the park and he's always here i ain't fooling with che like <laughs> right. or man i thought che was a man of god and now he imposes that on the savior yeah like that's kind of what we look like and so uh it, yeah. it's about establishing and empathizing with people to understand their experience and and that's why the community piece is so important to understand that um not everyone is like some of the people that you you may have been around everyone's not hypocritical everyone isn't you know this way or, or that way or everyone isn't yeah. trying to take your money or take advantage of you every church isn't doing these things mm -hmm. um so it's really about empathizing with people as well to to help them come and again uh know when you're planting the seed as well it's good bro yeah so just real quick uh just kind of going off of that a little bit i just want to say like man i just i'm so thankful that i did not listen to those hypocritical moments or like you know um just everybody else's like i heard about god and like i had an idea of what he was like and i think a lot of people have that you know wrong perspective that's why you know people can say oh these christians are just hypocritical or you know um god's not real because if that was the case then why would all of this be happening etc cetera, etc cetera. like so many people have this idea about god but I'm so glad that I tried him, you know, and I saw for myself, like, and there's so many things that would be, um, so many mindsets that would be shifted and so much truth that people would actually get if they took the time to read the word for themselves and get to know God for themselves. And it is, it is something that's attainable, you know, and like, there are some things like even within the church that we, you know, continue to go back and forth on, you know, like different sects of, you know, Christianity and stuff like that when, it's in the word. And then some things that, that aren't necessarily as clear to you in the word, like, you know, he has his principles there, you know, but it takes, it's our responsibility at the end of the day, our choice to, you know, research that and just try and see. And when you taste and see that the Lord is good, like, you know, like he, he shows you himself. He reveals, he reveals himself to you, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's just what I thought about. Yeah. Nah, that's good. Uh, it's just like, um, I think of the scripture, Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Because that's the other thing. Like I said at the beginning, most people practicing this stuff are not, they don't have evil intentions. They're not trying to be defiant. They're not trying to partake in witchcraft. But Satan, um, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Um, and just like he did in the garden, it wasn't this big thing of like, yo, I'm evil. I'm about to destroy the whole... Like I'm not I'm I'm about to bring the whole human race into sin. It was a very subtle. Like, mm -hmm. yo, did God really say? Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, it's it's like right? It's like so even with religion, some people are um influenced by the by the devil in this area of like, yo, can God give you the answers you're looking for? Right? Like, does God really see the cry of your heart? Um is that the true salvation? And so all of those questions against somebody um can lead them to seek answers that seem the best at that time mm -hmm. right and so okay well i can go to this medium and they'll give me an answer immediately 
And whenever I do something wrong, to your point, I don't have to. I have. I don't have to submit to them. I don't have to be checked. I don't have to be held accountable. I just do what I want to do, and right. And so, um, getting down to the root and, and just really understanding that these are people, right? To approach them as a, a person, and as Paul said, do everything with uh, gentleness, um, and then practice, you know, fruits of the spirit, self control. So, great question. Any other questions out there? Did you still want to ask that first one? I was going to ask, is it um, is spiritually dead, being spiritually dead, a thing? And if it is, what does that mean and how can you recognize it? That's good. I like that question. Mm. Yes, being spiritually dead is a thing. Um So, yes. So, I'm like, I was trying to think of scripture. So, you see, um, I just talk about the, the symptoms of what it looks like first, right? So, you ever been in a place where it's like, yo, the desire to pray is just non-existent. The desire to pray, the desire to seek God in any way, the desire to do anything remotely godly, to worship, to do any of that stuff. Um, is not there. You're if you're not there, you're you're in that area, right? And so the reality of it is, there are a lot of Christians that are spiritually dead, right? They believe in Jesus, right? Their their spirit is renewed. Um, they will go to heaven. They'll see God, right? But when it comes to daily life, um, the Holy Spirit is is not. They haven't made God, Jesus, their Lord. And so um, I'm going to look up some scripture in a second because I have it in my head, but I don't want to misquote it. Um, I'm going to pass that to y'all. I'm going to go right back because I, I really don't want to butcher this one. Yeah, I think people use the, the term spiritually dead. Like when, you know, so I think about like in Galatians 5, um, it talks about life by the spirit. Um, and it talks about, like Kevin was saying, like the effects of sin. Um, so I think that that could look like, you know, someone or a church being like spiritually dead. I think that could look like, um, you know, people still struggling with sin, like perpetual sin um, and like pardoning it, you know, like not doing your spiritual disciplines, but, um, you know, having a form of godliness, but um, or like an appearance of godliness, but, you know, not not actually like living it out, you know, like secrets flourishing and just darkness in general, you know, just constantly like dealing with with things that bring death um, instead of life. And um, I think like when you are in constant relationship with the Lord and you're growing and you're walking by faith and not by sight and, you know, you're. Um, just in constant communion with him, you feel life, you know, you, you see life, you know, like you look at mm -hmm. the fruit of your life and it brings life instead of death. Like, so um, going back to Galatians five, so life by the spirit is the heading here um, at verse 16. It says, so I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you not do what you want. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of 
the sinful nature are obvious and your sinful nature is like your flesh right um so it's talking about like gratifying your flesh so um the acts of the sinful nature are obvious sexual immorality impurity debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition um, all of these different things um, he says i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control under against such things there is no law those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the sinful nature with his passions and desires since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit um and so like when you like fruit you know it talks about fruit it's likened to like the fruit of the spirit right and so things can't bear fruit if they're dead right yeah and so you have to constantly like allow the lord like in john 15 it also talks about um god being our our gardener right and so he prunes those things that you know need to be you know cut back a little bit so it can bear more fruit um and then he also cuts away the things that don't bring life that are dead you know they're thrown away and so i think like but spiritually dead means would be you know those things that are opposite of what brings life mm -hmm. that's good Jay. I'm still rolling. I got a few in, in the tuck right here. All right. <clears throat> um, so spiritually dead, I thought of a couple of things. Uh, first, uh, I think, let me come back to that one. Um, I thought of uh, in Revelation, it speaks to the dead church. Um, and it says in it's Revelation 3. Um, I'm going to just read from the beginning. Um, I'm going to skip down just a little bit, but it's still verse 1. It says, these, these things, says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. So here's what uh, he says to, to combat this. He says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. And I highlighted verse three as I was reading it. It says, remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. Right. So um, some of that isn't relevant for uh, what I want to bring out. But it says, remember uh, how you have received and heard. Right. Hold fast and repent. That takes me back to Hebrews 2. Uh, and, Kevin and Nelly know where I'm going here. Uh, but it says, uh, Hebrews 2 starts out that therefore uh, to <clears throat> we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard lest we drift away spiritual death does not happen it's a gradual it's a subtle yeah. thing it's it's I was on fire and uh, you know how it was when you first got saved you you was trying to get everyone saved you <laughs> you was out preaching you was out evangelizing and now uh that's why when we talked about earlier about becoming familiar with god a lot of times we become familiar with god to where yeah. now those things aren't as enticing when you got the iphone when you first got it you loved it but now six months in you're like oh this is this is just my phone this mm -hmm. is this is just this thing right and so becoming comfortable with it and so 
Uh, it's about remembering uh, and being in awe of God at all times. And, and I think uh, the other part that I was going to mention uh, was how James 5 tells us to, to call for the elders if anyone is sick among you. And a lot of times we think of that as physical sickness. Mm-hmm. We think right. of that as the, uh, you know, the, the life or death situation in terms of health. Right. But there's also a spiritual health. There's also uh, and that's the importance of community and having people around like, okay, if you you ain't on, a, on fire like you usually are, like, what's up, bro? Like um, and, yeah. and they're in my experience, there have been times where I have been there. Right. And, and someone uh, helps pray uh, that I get the fire back. And there's been times where I've had to help other people. Hey, no, like <laughs> you're yeah. a child of God. You <laughs> you are made in his image and likeness. Like, let's let's get back in this get thing. Your fire back, bro. <laughs> That's real. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, it's important that you know that uh, I remember one time in. Uh, I'm sure Kev doesn't mind me sharing this, but uh, there was one time we came out here and um, podcasting apart. <laughs> amazing god did his thing right and afterwards i told kev i was like man like i'll be honest bro like before today i was i wasn't there and he was like bro me too <laughs> like this week it, it was just it was one of them weeks right where uh, i haven't felt spiritually connected or, or tapped in as we like to say i haven't felt that yeah. right um and so like you Unless the discernment of the Holy Spirit tells you this was the episode, you probably wouldn't be able to to know or recognize that. Um, and I think that's the importance of um, staying close uh, to accountability and, and staying close to people who uh, push you in the word of God and being uh, being connected in that way um, to where sometimes and, and I'll transparently hear like sometimes even when I'm in that place, getting to a to a point in my life where I can minister to someone else that helps charge me back up to say, okay, I I got my fire back just pouring into you. Right. Um, he that refreshes others, him himself will be refreshed. And so I think that's important as well. That's good, bro. I didn't have this when you, when I first started going there, but you said James and it reminded me of, um, faith without works, right? Faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. Right. So, if you consider yourself a Christian, but you actually don't have faith in Christ, you are spiritually dead. Um, so a couple more scriptures. First John chapter three, verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. It also says the next verse. Anyone who hates a brother or a sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. Uh, Romans eight. The mind, gov- eight verse six. The mind governed by the flesh is what death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Um, and then even Romans six talks about how the law leads to death and how grace leads to life, right? And so, ah, I drew, I literally drew an image of it. I got it on my iPad. If you're watching the episode, I'll put it up there. But the law, meaning, referring to the Torah which is the first few um, books of the Bible, right? But in principle, what it's saying is the Bible without the spirit of grace actually leads to sin and death, which seems kind of counterintuitive, right? But it says the law will make you a slave to sin, yeah. right? If you don't practice grace, sin leads to death. And on the flip side, you have grace, right? Grace actually makes you a slave to righteousness. 
and righteousness leads to life. And so if you read Romans 6, it'll all come to, to life and make more sense. Um, but So when you're not under grace and you're not utilizing the grace of God, you can actually become spiritually dead because you'll begin to work for your salvation, right? Ephesians 2 says uh, we are saved by grace through faith, not by works, right? So that no, this is a gift, not by works so that no man can boast. And so what happens if, if you if you start to yikes if you start to um, forsake the spirit of grace, you begin to earn your salvation, right? And nobody's worthy or able to earn their salvation, and that leads to condemnation, shame, which all leads to sin, which all leads to death. Um, so it's in there. It's in the book. You just gotta like. You just got to find out how to pull it um, from there. And so can you speak to time with God, right? Because I think a lot of people see, you know, yourself up here, Nelly up here, myself up here, and how we just pull scriptures out, right? Like, what was that process or journey like for you in terms of, and if you have something else on the, the subject, but I think it's important to highlight, you know, you how you work through the word right mm -hmm. um what was that process like for you in mm -hmm. like maturing in the faith is really what i'm getting at mm -hmm. um yeah so as much as different tools can help you got to do the work right like the work is sitting down with the word and just learning it that's base level that's the answer that nobody wants like okay we know that um but there is no shortcut to that. You got to, at some point, sit down and say, Lord, teach me, right? You got to memorize some scriptures and do all that, right? But one thing that really helped me is what I like to call, like, word searches, right? Mm -hmm. So I essentially just did a short one right here. You asked, the question was spiritual death, right? So I literally just searched the word death in the Bible app. And then, you know, I skipped some because some weren't relevant, da-da-da. But I literally took the ones that were relevant to what we're talking about, copied them, put them in a note. And then as they, it's crazy because sometimes as I do it, you can, it's like it gives life. Like it literally gives life um, as as you begin to go through the word. And so what you'll do is you'll just took, take a topic, a word, a phrase, a theme, love. You take love. You'll search that. You'll look up love and then you'll put all the ones that really hit where you're trying to go and you'll put them all in a note and as you do that it's something about seeing them all together that really makes it come um to life so that's one thing um but the rest is there's no way i'm about to not get distracted while these dudes are doing this so i'm just gonna watch them for a second so if you can't see these guys are a lot cooler than us and they're riding bikes um Jesus loves y'all. Bro, I wish I could do a wheelie through the park. No, this is fine. I'll be, y'all never see me. I'll be willing, willing and by. <laughs> Jesus loves y'all. Um, yeah, but okay. that's one way I, uh, I'm so distracted. That's one way I learned the scriptures a lot because, and then it kind of gives you a, it increases your Rolodex, if you will, of what you can pull through from. Um, and the rest is just, you can't get what you don't have, right? You can't pull from what you never put in. 
It says that the Holy Spirit will teach you. Uh, they're coming back. It says that the Holy Spirit will teach you, um, remind you everything that you saw, right? And so if you didn't actually get it, then there's no way that he, he, he can, by the Spirit, he can give it to you. But it's better for him to pull out what was already put in you versus him having to place it in, in you at the moment. And so um, word search is one of my go-tos. Anybody else? I know um, you're asking me, but Nelly, Nelly got some ways, too. So um, can you repeat the question? So in terms of your journey, and I think this is one you could really speak to because Nelly be memorizing books of the Bible. Nah, facts. <laughs> um, that Romans 12. Go, go ahead. Recite it from go verse ahead. 1. <laughs> go ahead. Therefore. <laughs> She's not joking. Really She's serious. So just talk about, you know, how, um, because, you know, people see you up here um, and, and you can point back to scripture. You can point back uh, to these verses. How, like, what was that journey like for you? How did you get to that place of um, being able to do that and make those connections to a question that's asked and being able to say, oh, I remember this. And, and like, what what was that process like for you? Or what is that process process like for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first started my, my walk with Christ, um, I realized like I had to go back to Romans 12, uh, renew my mind. And so you love that Romans 12. <laughs> she not she not there, y'all. Just, that's yeah. She not reading. She literally just talked about but, it. She on Romans eight in her Bible. Cut it out. Um, but yeah, it talks about like you know re- renewing your mind um, and not being conformed to the pattern of this world. And I realized like as I was, I was living in the world like fully. You know what I'm saying? So like I was conformed to the pattern of this world. So if I'm if I have to be the rest of that scripture says transformed by the renewing of my mind. Um, in Christ Jesus, then I got to be in Christ Jesus so that I can get a new mind and I can think like him. I can walk like him. I can talk like him. And so I was like, okay, well, how do I do that? And that's with this word, this word like teaches me everything that I need to know and more about my savior. And so um, if I want to be a woman of my word, if I want to be a woman of honor and um, just prayer and all of that, then I need to be committed to that. And so, um, yeah, I made I also decided to make him head of my life. And so that means to me spending time with him daily and um, making him first in, in in my day. And so I wake up early and, you know, I would pray and I'd repent of my sin every single day um, and, you know, read in the word. I'd ask him, OK, like what do what you want me to read? you know, today, like I began with a chapter a day. Um, and I started out with John, I got a recommendation first, um, from uh, my grandmother, she said, you should start with John, because it talks about um, who Jesus is. And it also talks about the love of, of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started with John, and then I went back through um, the Gospels. But yeah, I started with a chapter a day. And then slowly, but surely, he would give me like things to, you know, I would, I would learn his voice. And so he would say like read Romans today or, you know, read Exodus, whatever today or whatever, you know? Um, and so it started as just like a discipline, like telling myself I need to read this. And then sometimes if I didn't like hear, if I felt like I didn't hear anything like specifically from the Lord, like telling me what should I read or if I felt confused, 
I'd take an inventory and I'd be like, okay, what am I going through right now? Like, what am I struggling with? Um, what challenges am I facing? Or what do I know that I need to work on more? We talked about patience earlier. Like, okay, Lord, I know that I am impatient and that's a fruit of the spirit. So I need you to teach me how to, you know, walk in patience. And so like I'd search the word for scriptures on patience and stuff like that. Um, I'd read, I'd watch YouTube videos after that, you know, just really trying to get that content in there to really help renew my mind and get other perspective of other believers on, um, you know, some tips on, you know, my spiritual disciplines and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I really like started out like that. And yeah, I just really made, I think like how I'm able to like, just recall scripture, you know, so easily is like, just really, I make this my like, this is the standard for my life. And so this is what I'm building my life off. And if, th if this has been tested and it's true, then I need to know everything that I need to know about it. And, you know, I think that just came with years, like being able to recall it so quickly. I just, it came with years of like taking every single thing that I was going through in my life and saying, God, what does your word say about it? What do you say about this? You know, um, and that's literally only the glory of God. It's good. Um, just to provide some practical tips for it, um, I think one of the things I did early on was if there was a, a particular verse, I would just repeat that verse over and over, right? In, as I'm walking to class, if I was in school or walking to work or whatever, I'm just repeating that, that verse, and that's my verse of the week or, or whatever, or however many. I don't want to put a number on it um, just for, you know, um, for people to, to work with. Um, but also another practical tip is um, if it's not just repeating a verse uh, throughout your week, but also getting uh, flashcards and just going through them like, like you studying for a test, just go through, write the verse, uh, write what it says on one side and, and write the verse that it is on the other side. And as you go through it, you're building that muscle uh, for scripture memorization as well um and so uh, it may be uh, for a particular season that you're in in your life right uh, and all of the like do the word search that kev said and i want to memorize scriptures on love on patience on peace and, and just get a couple of them and have my flashcards. um and one thing uh, kev didn't talk about but i'll talk about it for him is working it into your conversations um if there's something that you're studying now, we doing that all the time. <laughs> find a way to work it in. It, it don't. We talking about Colorado blew a twenty nine point lead yesterday. And hey man, you know <laughs> Exodus. You know it said that, that that everything was going well, and then it wasn't. And so it, <laughs> you're like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's exactly how you work it in. Um, so uh, just just to provide some practical uh, things that people can do as well. Nah, that's real, bro. I look. If you know, if you've been around me, I'm telling you, you always gonna know what I'm reading because I'm gonna tell you. You don't gonna have, it, but I'm gonna find a way to make it relevant. So, literally, do that, and then also in addition to all of this that we're saying, ask the Holy Spirit because um, all of this stuff is what He showed us. And so, while this is, these are good tips to glean from and implement in your life. Um, sometimes we seek so many examples and so much advice from other people that we don't even ask the holy spirit what's good for us yeah like i got caught up the other day where god was just like yo stop watching sermons like for real like i know that seems like stop watching sermons but there's a point that you can get to where you have a question and your first thing is okay what is 
uh, what is such as I say about this? And yeah. it's like, God, I know God probably be sitting there like, but what did I say about this, right? Yeah. What does my word say, right? I'm the teacher of all things. Yes. Um, and so yeah. don't, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't deprive God of his position in your life by um, getting revelations from other people that he gave yeah. to them. All right, you don't want uh hand me down, not hand me down revelation. Oh, <laughs> um, but it's no, it's no revelation like the one that he gives you directly. Not to say that you can't glean from, seek other things from other people, but just keep that in mind. So, <sighs> it's that time, y'all. This is a, a fun episode. I really appreciated it. Um, if you still have any questions, feel free to put it in the chat, um, in that QR code. We'll definitely get to those at a different point in a different episode. Because I think Q&A is something that we'll continue to do throughout the time. Um, but as for this episode, I want to pray. I want to pray um, for those that have been, um, those that haven't given their life to Christ. If you've been watching this and you're like, yo, I want what they got. I want to I wanna know the God that they have. Like, I want to serve the God that they serve. Um, this is your opportunity. It's not a big spooky process. It's nothing um, crazy or deep, but it is transformational, uh, and it will change not only your life but your eternity. Right, as Chase said in John uh, fourteen six, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me." And so, there's no other way to to be saved. There's no other way to to make it to heaven other than accepting jesus christ as your lord and savior and so it's super simple um the bible says that for god so john three sixteen, for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life um and in romans 10 9 it says um if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord that you will be saved and so if that's you i want to just pray this prayer and so repeat it after me thank you lord Lord, for accepting me. For accepting me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For loving me. For loving me. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. I turn away from my wrongdoings. I turn away from my wrongdoings. And I turn to you. And I turn to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For dying on the cross for me. For dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For rising on the third day. For rising on the third day. I believe that you died. I believe that you died. I believe that you rose. I believe that you rose. And it is my faith in this that saves me. And it is my faith in this that saves me. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. I give my heart to you. I give my will to you. I give my will to you. And from this day forth. And from this day forward, I choose to serve you, Jesus. I choose to serve you, Jesus. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I'm serving a perfect God. But I'm serving a perfect God. And as of today, and as of today, I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if that's you, and whether you out here or you you online, yo. We are um, excited about your salvation. So if you're watching this episode, leave a comment that says, yo, I got saved today um, because we definitely want to celebrate with you and um, cheer you on and even give you any resources. There's an episode called uh, I'm Saved, Now What? that me and Che did that just talks about first steps that you can do after you get saved. Um, and so if you're out here and you said that prayer, 
um holla at us let us know like once we go from this transition please because we want to know we want to celebrate we want to talk to you um we want to have a little praise party for your for your for your <laughs> salvation so um this has been a fun episode i appreciate you all for watching and remember to make today worth living peace hey claps be killing me every time yo <laughs> feel like we have you are in a studio audience <laughs> Um, all right, clap so now. right, clap now. <laughs> Got the cue cards. <laughs>